welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ebert Knight, and today on the show, we are talking about the top five developers for first home buyers. Now, Andrew wasn't able to make it this morning, and so I have roped in my good friend, Samantha Morrison from Opus First Home. Sammy, thanks for coming on the show. And what we thought we'd do is a wrap up of our most recent webinar where we talked about the top five developers for first home buyers. So we're going to go through. And the reason this is big is what happened at the most recent budget, Sammy. I was very excited. Look, we haven't had a lot of help for first-time buyers recently. It's been really, really difficult. So I might add to what Ed's just said here. This is the top first-time developers for Auckland. So in Auckland, we've really, really struggled to help first-time buyers. The price cap for the first-time buyers grant was previously set at 700 k So for those of you that are living in Auckland, you will agree with me when I say that there is very, very little in the way of new builds or first-homes that are going to sit underneath that price cap. So we're are really struggling to help people actually access that grant. That's recently been increased to 875 for a new build and actually 875 for an existing property where it was previously 625. So that grant is actually up to $10,000 per person. So that could be $20,000 worth of money for, for nothing that you previously didn't have access to. So big difference in the budget is previously hard to get a house where you'd actually be able to get that government support with these changes. Hey, look, might be able to do that now. And so this is why we're going to go through the top five developers in Auckland. And what that's going to do is just give some examples of properties that in the past wouldn't actually come under the house price cap. But hey, now a larger proportion of these certainly will. So let's rip into it. So the first one, what is number one on our list, Sammy? Number one's a really great developer called Edifice. They're doing some beautiful developments around Auckland, primarily in Auckland, but they previously have done some developments in Queenstown as well. And They're- just walk us through Sammy, what's the reason that these guys have made the list? They're really well-priced properties. Great builds, high spec, but very much under that first-time buyer's cap for a two-bedroom. And I think the other thing that's quite interesting is we're trying to, on this list, and you'll see this, vast majority are smaller developers that you probably don't see popping up in your Instagram or your Facebook feeds all of the time advertising. It's not necessarily that they are small, but they are smaller than some of the people like your Williams Corp or your Wolfbrooks or your Golden Homes, which you've probably seen advertising either heavily or have built up a significant presence over the years. So Edifice primarily building in West Auckland right now, though I do understand they're going to have some more developments down in South Auckland. So if you are a first home buyer, and I know some investors have picked some of these up as well, but if you are a first home buyer wanting to live out West, perhaps down South, you know, Edifice might be somebody to consider. And just talk to us, Sammy, ballpark, what do some of their properties cost and how does that sit with within the first home buyer's grant price camp. So they actually start at 779000 so that's well under what the first home buyer's cap would be. And look, they are building village-style development. So I really think this is quite an interesting point to point out. It's not just going to be a big development full of houses. There's a lot of shared facilities in the developments that they tend to build. Orchards, dog washing stations, electric bike chargers, those are the types of things you might want to look for if you're looking at a larger development to live in. And I think this is a great example as well of, okay, they start around that 780 mark, like cool for a two-bedroom townhouse out in West Auckland. But the great thing there is, again, previously, this sort of property would not have been eligible for government support. Today it is because of this change. And that's really the cool thing we want to point out. Number two on the list is Western Properties. Now, who are these guys and why have they made it on the list, Sammy? Because I think most people probably wouldn't have heard of Western Properties. 
Typically, we don't tend to focus on apartments in Auckland. This is a little bit of a different developer here. They build high-end luxury at an affordable price point. Oh, that's what every developer no, probably says. Not. These guys are amazing. They're great. Not just high-end luxury options, but really spacious. So I think that's something to really point out is the properties they tend to build. Yes, they're apartments. But if you think of an apartment, I'd typically think, you know, what, 40 to 50 square metres, dingy apartment. That's a pretty small apartment that'd be a one bed. That's Auckland I mean yeah. You're like Ed you need a reality <laughs> check and I know that on the webinar last night as well we were talking about that a standard townhouse might be how many square metres? 72 square metres. Yep. 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 70, 72 square metres. And within that, you're going to have a staircase as well. So that's going to take up some spot. But these ones are kind of more 84-ish, I think, square metres. 84 to 86, and they're all open plans. So you actually have to think about this as a usable space. They're going to seem a lot bigger than what they actually are because every single square metre is usable space as opposed to being taken up with a stairwell, etc. And for any of you investors out there, I just want to point out that the sorts of apartments that these guys are building here, we properties are probably not the right fit for investments, right? Because they're luxury, high-spec apartments, three words that usually make me run because luxury properties tend to be low-yielding and apartments, yeah, typically you'd want them to be a bit high-yielding, but not really seeing that into today's market. But Again, while this wouldn't be right for an investor, it's probably a good fit for a first-home buyer who's actually wanting to just get a start, doesn't mind not having a backyard, and is willing to kind of trade the backyard for a higher-spec property. Ed, look, I totally disagree with you on that. I have bought one of these myself. So I do see this <laughs> So you're hoping it's a, a good, investment. good investment. It is. I've done the numbers. I've done the, look, I think this is a very unique property and I wouldn't class it with your typical apartments. They're much larger, it's luxury in a suburb that doesn't have any other luxury options and you're paying from, what, 740k for their options. I think I would disagree with you quite strongly on that. Oh, well, we can agree to disagree because <laughs> we've got to get on to number three, which is... CETA. Now, these are, this, I quite like these guys, but I'll tell you why. When we did, I think we did our top seven developers for investors Actually, no, I think it was top seven developers of anything. And we included Cedar on this as somebody who was primarily at the time, like solely focused at the time on first home buyers, wouldn't let me buy any of their properties. And the great thing is, I think it was two weeks later, I get an email or a Facebook message from somebody who came along to that first home buyer, came along to that webinar, ended up purchasing their first home from these guys. And I thought that was a really lovely story. Now, why have you added these to your list, Sammy? These guys are, once again, they are selling, as you say, to owner-occupiers. They are creating a wonderful village, a wonderful development that is going to be primarily occupied by first-time buyers, which is great. Now, just so everybody knows, these guys are primarily building down in South Auckland. I think they're doing a little bit in West, but primarily down South. So if you are wanting to live kind of south of Onehunga or Mount Wellington could be a really good fit. And the pricing starts from around that 725k mark, right? Super affordable. And that is actually, I think that's two and a half bedrooms plus a car park. Well, that's where I think it, I think it starts from and then obviously goes up from there. But again, I'm just going to keep saying it because it's a really good point. Like, even though they are building some of the more affordable properties you'll see in Auckland, at 725 previously, again, would not have qualified for any government support for anybody who was eligible for that first home grant. Today, hey, look, yes, for at least the more affordable options, you are potentially getting some of that government support. And I think that's a really good thing. Who is number four on your list? Number four is a developer called Turakiri Properties. And what, what, what sort of stuff do they build? They build boutique 
smaller developments. So <laughs> Every ten, developer says they build boutiques. So stuff. 10 or under. So it's quite boutique. <laughs> okay, okay. 10 or under. They do actually build higher spec properties. These won't typically fall under your first home buyer grant threshold. So it is really important to note that. So these are more catered to, say, a small family who's looking specifically to buy a high quality home on the North Shore. And I think what's interesting about this, their one's obviously much more expensive, like starting from 939. And it should just be pointed out that properties on the North Shore do tend to be more expensive. When you look at each region, or let's call it sub-region of Auckland, you tend to find that the really affordable properties are in West and South Auckland. More expensive is Central and East, and the most expensive part on average is actually on the North Shore, which is somewhat surprising. And one thing I just want to point out is the reason these guys are on the list is that we're trying to choose developers that are building all around Auckland. So so the first couple, Edifice and Western, they're building out West primarily. Then you've got Cedar doing South. These guys are more North Auckland. And I think that the sort of first home buyer who purchase something like this has probably got a, a few more bob to rub together, obviously, if you're going to be purchasing a property that's like 940 grand. But they could also be a good fit for people who are looking to move to their second property, I think. You know, obviously, in that case, you're not going to be accessing government support anyway, like the first home buyer's grant, because, hey, you're not a first home buyer. But in this case, you wouldn't get it anyway, because they're building primarily above that house price cap. Who is fifth on your list? Fifth on our list is Jenny and Homes. And why have you added Jenny and on? Because this is the first one that's actually a larger building company. Like these, Jenny and I think are like number seven on the list of busiest builders around the country. Yep. So why have you added Jenny into your list? So typically, if you think about Jenny and Homes, they would be building around the outer suburbs of major cities. They'd be building house and land options. So this is one of the first options that I've come across with Jenny and that's actually a a development or a smaller development with townhouses. So they don't often do townhouses, but they are primarily known for the quality of the builds that they produce. So being able to get in with an entry-level property with a genuine brand is, is an absolute no-brainer. We're really excited about this. So in this case, the pricing starts from about 800k. And one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Sammy, is what would a standalone genuine cost if you're buying on the outskirts of Auckland? Typically, your entry level is about $1.1 million for a three-bedroom. Um, and where would that be? That'd maybe be Walkworth. Walkworth, yeah. all the way up. That's about... 1.1, 1.2 for Walkworth. God, it's a lot of money, isn't it? Very high quality, though. So it is... I mean, oh, I know. Are, that's what every developer no, I, says. No, no, no. I've, I've absolutely seen... I've, I've seen the homes. That <laughs> they are really high spec, built to last. I know every developer that also says that. But they are. They are on the higher spec. Well, what I want to point out there, though, let's say you spend 1.1 <laughs> an hour and a bit north of Auckland for your standalone house... If you're going for a townhouse, and this is actually one of the reasons I should point this out, that pretty much everything we're talking about today is townhouses. There'll be a couple of apartments, but mainly townhouses. And the reason for that is in this example, you're able to purchase a property much, much closer to the centre of town and spend, in this instance, the examples we're looking at are like 300k less, right? And so that's the reason behind it. If you were to try and buy a standalone property in the middle of Auckland, you build like, first of all, good luck trying to find one because not many of them are actually being built simply because they are so expensive. Like, 
I'd expect that it'd be well above the 1.1, 1.2 in that case. You'd be looking yeah. at 1.6 easily. Yeah. Easily. That's just, you know, land price on top of it just does, doesn't make it affordable otherwise. So let's wrap up those top five developers. We've got number one, we said it. These aren't in any particular order, but our top five first home buyer developers, Edifice. If you want to know how to spell that, it's 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 a real weird spelling. It starts with A-E-D. I, I, I tell you what, I'm just going to link it down in the show notes if you want to find that. Number two, we said were Western Properties. Number three was CETA. Number four, Tua Kitty Properties. And then number five, Genian, for some types of properties that they're building. And hopefully this list will be really helpful for first home buyers who are out there looking at, you know, developers wanting a new build property, decide that's what they're going to go for. And then struggling to figure out, well, which developers are building stuff that are actually within my budget, you know, around different parts of Auckland that I actually want to live in, and then also have some substance behind them. Now, one thing I do want to say is if you are a first-time buyer as well, obviously one option is to go directly to some of these developers and look at what they've got, purchase through them. But there is another option, which is to use somebody like Sammy, who's a first-time property partner, to find out what you're after and then look at Look, not just the top five developers that we're talking about today. Yes, those, but a whole heap of others as well. So if you are a first-time buyer and that sounds oh, a bit of you, you think, oh, yeah, maybe give that a go, then your next step is to book a half-hour planning session with Sammy. You can do that real easy. Obisfirsthome.co.nz, just type it into your Google and you'll, you'll be away laughing. Let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight, and we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of using the property market. Until next time.